Hi, and welcome to the latest edition of the 15 Minutes on Health Inequalities podcast. In this episode, we're going to be chatting with Paul Henry about his recently published paper examining social inequalities in hospital admissions for unintentional injuries. I'm Lindsay Gray from the Social and Public Health Sciences Unit at the University of Glasgow. And with me today, I have two of my unit colleagues. I'm Michael Green. And I'm Paul Henry. Well, welcome. So, Paul, let me start by asking, what are you looking at in your study exactly? Um, so to give you a brief synopsis of the paper, um, what we are doing is examining socioeconomic inequalities in likelihood of uh, unintentional injury, uh, both in infancy and toddlerhood amongst children in Scotland using linked health data. Brilliant. And why was it important to know about such inequalities and unintentional injuries in young children? Um, so there's a number of reasons. So unintentional injuries are preventable um, using you know what we have available to us at the moment and therefore inequalities in, in, in such injuries is by definition unfair um, and to an extent caused by children sort of living or dealing with growing up in a world that's by and large oriented towards adults um, it's important to prevent injuries in general as injuries sustained in childhood are associated with long-term disability and premature death. Um, this can have impacts on um, inequalities going forward as if, if you are, you know, if you have a long-term disability, it may be more difficult for you to find work. Um, in the short term, it can also affect things such as school attendance, which will lead to uh, children who are affected falling behind. Uh, previous studies have shown that, that children in more disadvantaged areas or within disadvantaged households are at greater risk. And certainly, given that this is an outcome with long-term implications, inequalities will persist across the lifetime. Yeah, now, so there have been some previous studies of inequalities and injuries among young children. Can you tell us a bit more about what was new or novel about your study? Certainly. So what 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 puts our study apart from, from several of the others that have been done is that, generally speaking, most studies that, that previously looked at this focus on either injury as a whole or look at a specific type of injury, such as um, severe injuries, which in itself, the definition is subject to change amongst most papers, um, or focus on uh, for example, home injuries only. Um, given the amount of data that we have available to us, we were able to look at a number of different types of injury, including severity, as I mentioned, uh, multiple injuries, uh, the, the physical, sorry, the geographical location of the injury, or different types such as uh, falls or um, poisoning injuries. And we can also look at whether injury varies in infancy and toddlerhood. Uh, most studies either focus on um, all children as a whole without differentiating by age, um, or if they do, they usually group infants, which are at greater risk for mortality from injury um, with other age groups or exclude them entirely, focusing on older children. Um, 
again, whilst previous studies have looked at all the different variations that we are looking at, uh, no one study has looked at them all in one place. Uh, another, another aspect of the study that sets it apart from others is that given our access to a whole population sample, and access to different kinds of linked admin, admin, administrative data, um, we've been able to compare and contrast or, or just look at inequalities a number of different uh, social dimensions not normally looked at in one population. Um, Administrative-based studies you typically usually only use area-level measures, um, which are subject to bias in that it, disadvantaged people may not necessarily live in disadvantaged areas and individual level measures, which are normally used in survey-based studies, um, can be biased based on the study population because it's often difficult to include the most disadvantaged people in survey data. Um, we're able to look at all three of these measures using a whole population cohort. So could you tell us a bit more about the, the design of your study and the data you were using? Yeah, so um, this is a cohort study um, consisting of all children born in Scotland between late 2009 and early 2013, followed up until the age of five. Um, we have access to a chi-linked Scottish data set, that's the Community Health Index assigned to um, everyone in Scotland registered with a GP. Um, we have used the chi to link uh, birth data um, and birth registration data containing demographic information about the parents and child with SMR admissions data, which in this study um, is extracted only for admissions to hospital for unintentional injury. Um, as I mentioned, the data on demographics and socioeconomic circumstance variables was taken at birth and we followed up injury outcomes until the age of five. So Paul, you used three measures of socioeconomic status to look at inequalities and injuries. Can you tell us exactly what they were and explain them? Um, certainly. Um, so our three measures were area deprivation, uh, maternal occupational social class and relationship status, all measured at birth. Um, so our area deprivation variable was the Scottish Index of Multiple Deprivation or SIMD which is a relative deprivation measure which takes into account a number of different neighbourhood characteristics such as um, access to services, uh, the health of the neighbourhood, um, education, uh, levels of crime and so on and so forth. Um, this is our only area level measure. We also have two individual level measures. Uh, mother's occupation is derived, well, or is coded using the NSSEC in terms of A4 category variable um, corresponding to whether or not uh, she's in a professional capacity, an intermediate capacity, a routine or manual capacity, or was unemployed or a student at the time of the child's birth. And finally, we have we used a relationship status variable. This corresponds to um, the type of registration uh, by both parents at the child's birth. So the parents were either married, um, were living together, uh, registered the birth at the same time, but were living apart, or only one parent registered the birth. And how did you categorize different types of injuries? Um, so I touched upon this briefly as a response to one of your earlier questions, but I can cover it more in detail here. So 
we categorized injuries according to three different um, classifications. Um, severity, in this case, whether the injury um, resulted in the death of the child after admission or following the admission, they transfer to another hospital rather than home. Um, multiple injuries, i.e. whether the child sustained or the child was admitted to hospital multiple times in the same period. Um, the type of injury, such as falls, poisonings, scalding injuries, or striking injuries, um, and the geographical location of the injury. In this case, um, two separate variables denoting whether the injury took place at home or whether the injury took place at a non-home location. And I should mention here that all of our outcomes were um, coded either when the child was in infancy, i.e. in the first year of life, whether they were in toddlerhood, i.e. from ages one to five, or the whole childhood period. Um, and we didn't count the number of injuries, we just counted whether or not it had happened at that particular age. So what were your main findings? Did you, did you find anything unexpected? Um, so the pervading finding from, from the study was that we found inequalities in most types of injury at all ages, both before and after adjustment for um, demographic variables, as well as the other socioeconomic status variables. Um, generally speaking, the, the level of inequality was much the same, but it was slightly greater for um, severe injuries as well as multiple injuries and injuries that took place in the home. Um, something that we did find that was quite unexpected was that um, we found inverse area level inequalities in infancy for any injury as well as falls and locations both at home and in other locations. And, and what this means is that um, when adjusting for other variables such as younger mothers or um, higher number of older siblings, um, children who live in more disadvantaged areas are less likely to be admitted to hospital for an injury in infancy compared to infants in less disadvantaged areas. Um, as you can imagine, this is, this is quite unexpected and certainly we haven't seen any evidence of this in other studies. We've run a number of different sensitivity analyses to examine why this relationship was occurring. Um, after adjusting for mother's age, um, the effect appeared to flip. So we suspect that that is principally responsible for this effect, but um, this is very, very early stage and we didn't quite get to the bottom of it. Um, I would suggest that, that we be very cautious before interpreting it in any shape or form. And certainly further research is needed to look at if this effect is real and if so, why it's happening. Uh, injuries may result as a consequence of things like the sex of the child and whether they have siblings. Uh, how did you deal with factors like these other than the social ones? Um, so we adjusted for a number of different demographic and potential confounding um, factors uh, when we ran our analyses, such as, as you mentioned, the, the sex of the child, uh, whether or not they have older siblings, um, the mother's age at her first live birth, the mother's country of birth. Um, 
the nature of our data and that we have a lot of different um, data sets all linked together allowed us to control for all these different factors and ensure that hopefully um, the what the results that we actually got are representative of the of the population and and control for as many different factors as we had access to. Um, in relation to the factors that you mentioned specifically, Mike, um, preliminary analyses found that injuries were more prevalent amongst boys and children who did have older siblings. So, Paul, what about any biases in your data? Um, so, for example, as you were only able to consider injuries that resulted in hospitalisation rather than all injuries, could it be possible that parents from different backgrounds responded differently to similarly severe injuries in ways that might have differentially impacted on their child being hospitalised? Yes, uh, that is something that, that we did think about and, and, and do touch upon in, in the discussion. Um, so certainly there has been previous research done that suggests that parents of children from more affluent areas um, may be more insistent on GP attendance or A&E attendance. Um, however, our outcome focuses specifically on admission to hospital and we believe that the uh, the triaging system may have accounted for differential behaviour of parents who were more likely to insist on admission. Um, so this, so this, that said, this may be partially responsible for an inverse area level effect, though it doesn't explain why it was only found at the area level and not the individual level. Um, there are a number of other limitations of the study that, that we do touch upon in, in the paper. Um, for example, the fact that, that our social factors or our socioeconomic circumstances are recorded at birth uh, may not take account of the fact that these will have changed between um, birth and childhood. For example, um, families may move to more affluent areas, um, perhaps if the mother took some time off and then returned to work and there was a higher income. Um, and, and generally speaking, as people get older, um, they get promoted and may move up uh, the NSSEC. Um, there's also the issue of children potentially leaving the data set via uh, death or migration to another country. Um, we had no way to account for this. Um, so even if this had happened, we would not have known. Um, and this may have potentially affected the results in, in, in some way due to children uh, being recorded as not being admitted for um, unintentional injury when they may have done so in their new country or would have done had they not died. Okay, thanks, it's really interesting work. Have you got any other similar work that you're, that you're doing at the moment or working on that you'd like to tell us about? Um, so in, on a personal level, no, unfortunately, as I, I will be moving to Pastures New in the next couple of weeks. Um, but certainly uh, the, the PI, Anna Pierce, is, has had a grant um, that I've been working on for the last three years. It looks at a number of different inequalities in child health, health outcomes, such as um, prescribing for ADHD, um, child development outcomes via the CHSP checks, um, and uh, behavioural characteristics on part of the mother, such as uh, maternal mental health or smoking during pregnancy. Um, 
I would refer you to the unit website, uh, certainly, if you'd like to find out um, what else we are doing on this. Um, and as of the moment, we are putting together a report for BMJ Open that uh, describes the overall um, inequalities in child health cohort and outlines potential research that could be done as a result of this cohort. Yeah. So Paul, based on the injuries study, what would be the main messages that you'd convey to policymakers that would be looking to reduce inequalities in childhood injuries um, among the other health inequalities that exist? Certainly. Um, on the childhood unintentional injury level, um, interventions that target disadvantaged households could certainly be effective, such as parenting interventions or um, home visits to assess household safety. Um, but I would, I would certainly suggest that, that on a more um, sort of general perspective that upstream interventions would be more effective. For example, reducing income inequality, um, providing social housing and, and, and so on and so forth. These will be more effective in the long run as, as, as they will you know, target the, the source of inequality before it actually happens, so to speak, and will have an impact not just on inequalities and unintentional injury, but other childhood health outcomes too. Okay, and as always, we'd like to kind of finish up by returning to kind of the main implications for health inequalities. What are the main things we've learned about inequalities from your study that we didn't already know? Um, I think I think what this study does is that using a national whole population cohort, this confirms that um, inequalities in childhood unintentional injury are pervasive across a number of different social factors, uh, regardless of age of the child, um, severity of injury, type of injury, or geographical location. Super, so thanks for talking with us today, Paul. Thanks to those of you listening. Uh, links to the paper and the biographies of today's participants can be found in the podcast notes. Um, and we hope you can join us for the next instalment of 15 Minutes on Health Inequalities. Bye.